Fame Not Just the Average Podcast. And as you can see, it looks a little different today. Yes, yes. We are missing our co-host JB is one half of the famously average here, your boy JR. And it's safe to say the Haitians have taken over. Sac passe! We are here today with a guest, Carl Michel. That's it, Michel. Oh, Michelle, we are in the building. I am great. Ah. I'm loving the energy, loving the crown. Thank you for that's it. stopping by. Our, that's it. You got You know, the name. king got to represent, you know. Um, Talk to him. But everything I rock is black owned. You feel me? So shout out to Brad Green for the crown and shout out to uh, Black Royalty Brand for the Black Minds Matter hoodie. So, so salute to y'all, man. Dope, 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 dope. Well, here at the Famous Average, we like to get into, you know, our week and what we've done this week and how things going. If you don't know, I'm a real estate investor slash nice. real estate agent here in Fairfield and New Haven County. Nice. Uh, we have our co-host, JB. He's doing his graduate studies at Yale. Um, and this week was a big week for him, actually. We're going to shout him out. He did drop uh, his, uh, the, the sweatsuits uh, came out uh, this week. Do Mode sweatsuits. Yeah. Check it out. Do Mode USA. Do Mode. Yep, do more oh, USA. A couple of them things. Yeah, he is one of our sponsors. <laughs> if you do support black businesses similar to our guests here, you can log on dumodeusa.com and cop. Uh, well, get in dumo.com and, and cop. Um, we're also sponsored by Let's All Win Company, www.letsallwinct.com. If you're trying to get into your first property, yes. your second property, or if you just want to know how much the property you currently are in is worth, log on, get instant access to the MLS, updates every 15 minutes, and the quickest and fastest way you can get to me is on the Instagram, at Let's All Win JR. Slide them DMs for a good cause or do not slide in them at all. <laughs> Carl, what is good? My, my DMs boy. are open. My DMs are open. <laughs> there you go. I'll throw some live your way, Carl. <laughs> please do. Please do. do. I'm going to slam dunk. <laughs> so, you know, we like to get to our, our, our week review. Uh, this week for me, you know, in real estate, the, this month of December usually is, is a slower month. Um, but... Because of what's been going on, I'm not sure if you kind of been aware of what's been going on in the real estate market, Carl. But it is hot and it is booming. Really, in our market. I need right to get now. in where I fit in, man. Oh man, oh listen, man, you will and so, you can. So is it more on the commercial side, more the residential? Like, what's really hot right now? Residential is hot, and uh, we've mm. been talking about it on the podcast. And the main reasons why it's hot, uh, it's layered. First thing I would say is COVID. Mm. You know, COVID has created a lack of inventory. If you were going to sell a house. This year, you're most likely going to wait because you don't want strangers coming in and out of your house. Mm. So supply is extremely low. Didn't think uh, about that. That's tough. On top of that, right now, interest rates are at an all-time low. So people that um, you know are smart with money, they're looking to loan money right now. It's mm. the cheapest money you can find to make a purchase on a home. Um, lastly, people from New York are like, leaving in droves there's a mass exodus from new york coming that's to true. our market so when you add that on top of the low inventory you're seeing prices sky right and you're skyrocket and you're seeing a very 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 hot december market um and i uh, listen right now again the money's cheap take advantage if you can't get a deal um and that's kind of you know what we've been doing this week you know in, in the real estate world what about you carl yeah, so you've been busy man you've been yeah busy. i've been busy man i've been busy it's either be busy or be broke that's, like that's a guy. fact man i'm trying to catch up on sleep man I, I, I jumped on this new app clubhouse and i've been uh networking like crazy uh yeah. i've been hosting a couple rooms for the first time and um I've uh, I've been staying up all hours of the night because it's like a twenty four hour conference. Yo, I actually joined Clubhouse this week. Uh, I got uh, I got an introdu- uh, introductory yes, uh, little room go. from Mac. You're gonna uh, be addicted. To You're gonna be addicted, bro. It's Yo, hard to it's, get off that thing, man. I've never seen nothing like it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. we always think about what's next, right? We had those Facebook, Twitter, mm-hmm. you know, Instagram, and after Instagram and Snapchat, 
who always thought, okay, where does this go to? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I yeah, think yeah. they figured it out with this, this might club. Might be the next big thing. Big thing, man. I've, I've. It's like a. Well, during the daytime, <laughs> during the daytime, it's like a university, free information. Let's go. I've learned about real estate. I've learned about investing. I've learned about how to make six figures so many different ways, how to make seven figures so many different ways, funnels and the internet, websites. So, oh my goodness, the list goes on. And I'm just like, this, all this for free? Yeah. So um, I love it. And at nighttime... It turns into something else, man. It's well, like, talk to me, man. I wouldn't know. It turns into a know. dating website. It turns into a whole <laughs> okay. different thing. So I'm like, man. And they're like, it's like shoot your shot rooms. Like if you see somebody <laughs> what? in there. Carl, were you, you in the shoot your shot room? I, I, I might have been just in the layup line. I might have not been shooting. I might <laughs> have just been in the layup line. What is the you heard in the shoot your shot room, it, it, it gets It gets wild. I, I don't know how... How oh, explicit I could get on oh, you on the famously thing. average you, podcast, you can, but you can take it. They've in. been having moan rooms in there, so it gets it gets kind of crazy oh, for man. cash. Like, oh yes, cash app and like what do we for there, cash? Yeah, there's like like a woman, <laughs> and sometimes they even do men that can moan. They the best were Lakeith, get a cash app. Lakeith, um, yep. I can't remember his last name. Lakeith, yeah, yeah, the yeah. actor. Yeah, he's in Atlanta by um yeah. Donald Glover. You know what I'm talking about? Wait, Lakeith. those actors like. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's like you know, there's famous people everywhere. There's so Clubhouse. many celebrities on there. I had conversations with Tyrese, with Khalifa, um, yeah. uh, uh, Twenty One Savage. Like God we just damn. chilling in like it's like it's like it's crazy. It's crazy. But I mentioned Lakeith because he was moaning in one of those. He rooms. was in the moan room. Matthew was I, I in got there. Out of there. You I know got I out of there. there. I Matt, I Matt, how'd you find out Maggie was in there? Yo, I heard about it because <laughs> people were talking crazy all over, about it. Was him. All over. Like, it was bad. He he was that. It was a low moment. Oh yeah. So he he got he got um what's it called it um. He went viral for that. So yeah, yeah. But it's it's crazy. It's great networking. But if you're looking to date, shoot, I've seen some of the most attractive women I've ever seen on social media on that app. God damn it, man. Yeah. This thing has evolved, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's dangerous and dangerous. I'm just on the layup line, though. I'm not in. The, I'm not shooting my shot. Yo, but like, <laughs> well, but like with everything, man, it's how you use it, man. It's a great tool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it depends on what you want to do with it, and what you're gonna do. With so it. I've I've been promoting my uh my author's workshop. Nice. So I'm I'm a for those who don't know, I'm a best selling author, motivational speaker, and I'm a, I'm a writing coach. I help people write, develop, publish, and become bestsellers. And I hosted free workshops. Normally, I would charge. Yeah. For the workshops, but I did it free on Clubhouse, and I've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people started following me after that, and and that actually generated to thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, Let's go. A lot of people signed up for the workshop, so it's been a blessing. We're gonna get more into the yeah, book, yeah, more yeah, into yeah, your yeah. story. This week is also Christmas week. Um, yeah, yeah. Does yeah. that mean anything to you? Did you do shopping this week? You know? uh, yeah, the the stores have been crazy, but I got everything. Um, I I always spoil my nieces, nice. so my nieces got everything. Um, they're not, probably not going to see this, uh, until after Christmas, but I got my, uh, the oldest niece she's five, Selena's five. I got her the big, huge Barbie dream house joint. Oh so, man, you hooked it up, man. Yeah. She, she always wanted one of those. And, Listen, and, man, yeah. I don't know about you, man, but growing up Haitian, man, we wasn't getting, <laughs> it was the, big, it wasn't, we, we wasn't getting the big, uh, <laughs> you know, we wasn't getting the big toys like that, man. Yeah. We, we would get, we would get socks. We would get, <laughs> uh, get pajamas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Never get a good meal. Yeah, you that's know? it. That's it. <laughs> Definitely get some church clothes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, that will happen. Um, <laughs> but um, yes, 
my niece as well. I mean, uh, this is definitely, I guess, the uncle's club here. I got no kids, but I do have a beautiful niece. She, she's hey. at the age where she's just telling me exactly what she wants, yep. which is a blessing. Uh, Don't watch is, commercials with her. She'll oh, tell you. No, she'll, man, she'll ask for all the toys. Oh, no, forget that. No, no, no. She, but this girl tells me she wants a Target gift card and oh. a pink gift card. Oh, she's very specific. Oh, she exactly. What she wants, <laughs> you know, And you know what? I could appreciate it, man. Instead of sending me on a wild goose chase looking for Lord knows what, you know? Heard that. All right. This week, current events that has happened this week. We'd like to run a few things, Carl. Let us know what you think. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle signed a Spotify podcast deal. Oh, they about to change the game with that one, man. Yo, man. Listen, Spotify, mm. yo, Spotify has just been like killing it's it lately. Go all the way up, man. Joe Rogan signed a $100 million deal earlier. And For a podcast? $100 million deal. Oh, we got to step our podcast game up. Year, <laughs> we got to get that? this thing out here. Yo, but it's dope. I no it's, it's dope because there's so many wow. people starting podcasts and creating mm. content. And for the longest time, one of the hardest things to do in business is try to put value on what you're bringing, mm -hmm. right? Like even us having a podcast here, you know, it's you know, hard to figure out how much are you really truly worth. Mm. To have somebody like Joe Rogan sign a $100 million deal. That kind of sets the bar and sets the tone. That opens like, up the hey, market look. for everybody else. Correct. Yeah, Correct. Yeah, Even yeah, if you're not yeah, Joe yeah, Rogan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I, hey, give me one percent of you it. I'll take set it. The bar, yeah. You know, I like that. We at least that. So, um, I, I think that was super dope. Uh, HBO Max removed Dave Chappelle's show off the streaming platforms. Mm. They listened to their boys at the Famous E Average. I'm not feeling that. Now you're not feeling that. No. What, All right, what, what happened? What happened? Oh. So Dave Chappelle. Uh, put out a short special a couple of weeks back, a few weeks back. And what he talked about was how he wasn't generating any income from his intellectual property mm -hmm. from the Chappelle show. Gotcha. So Chappelle show came out. If you don't, if you don't guys don't remember, if you're not old enough to remember Chappelle's show. But, I'm digging uh, <laughs> myself with that one. One of my favorite shows on oh, the planet. Man, if not the best show ever to come yeah. out. So Ch Dave Chappelle, according to him, signed a slave deal with Comedy Central. Mm -hmm. Comedy Central owns all the rights in perpetuity to the Chappelle show. And they were basically just milking it for every dollar. And he wasn't seeing a cent. And he, he basically- anything off of the Chappelle show? He's not, he got paid for what he did. And all of the reruns, anytime you mm. see it on Netflix, anytime you see it on HBO Max or on Comedy Central, he is not getting paid That's horrible, a penny. Uh, so he went to Netflix and he went to HBO Max and he basically told them, look, you know, I feel like they caught me at a bad time. Uh, they took advantage of me when they mm. signed, when I signed this deal. I don't think it's a fair deal. Uh, and he equated it to almost being like a slave, just, you know, they're just taking his own intellectual property and basically reusing it over and over and over again. And um, he asked them to take it off and Netflix obliged. And it looks like HBO Max obliged too. Um, okay, so, I mean, so that's good. That's, that's a win. Yeah, you know, no. When I when I said I wasn't feeling that, just the, just the fact that um they took advantage of him the way that they did, you know. Okay. That was my that, that was sense. my favorite show, um you know when I when it was out. I think it was out for uh, two and a half, three seasons, right? Um, amazing show. You can tell the brilliance of Dave Chappelle, but one uh, one thing about when you're young and you get hit with millions and millions and millions and millions of dollar offer by a major network, we tend to be so caught up in the number that we don't look in the details. Correct, correct. And he alluded to that, right? It's yeah. funny you said that. Yeah, 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 he alluded yeah. to the fact that in that moment in his life, he right. just had a child, right? Right. This is the biggest check he's ever seen. In his life, Imagine yeah. you grinding, grinding, grinding the way you're grinding now yep. with your book for the years you've been grinding with your book, yep. doing great work. 
and you get an opportunity, the biggest opportunity you've gotten to date. Mm-hmm. How do you look at that? Worth and millions, no, and millions, worth and millions, millions and millions and millions of dollars. You, dollars. You, more than likely, you're going to sign that. Um, and unfortunately, that's what happens to a lot of um, uh, artists. That's what happens to a lot of entertainers. They get so caught up in the uh, in the upfront money that they don't check the back office. That's a fact. You know? And um, Beyonce is a great uh, example. She says, I don't want the upfront money anymore. Pay me mm-hmm. in equity. That's right there, something that you got to listen to. Pay me in equity. Um, I think it was it was uh, Magic Johnson who missed out on over $100 million. Mm-hmm. Could have been more. Yeah. But he didn't take a Nike contract because Nike was a no-name brand. Oh, Mike Jordan. They told Mike Jordan, they told Michael Jordan, look, we can pay you up front or we can give you equity in mm-hmm. the Jordan brand, in he, Nike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He chose to get his money up front and not get... Uh, you know, equity in, in Nike, mm-hmm. you know, still worked out great for him. Yeah, yeah, because he's got the Jordan to your, brand. To yeah. your point, you know, the amount of money you lost and the mm-hmm. opportunity of equity um, is, you know, it, it's unsurmountable. So, yeah. So pay attention to the upfront dollars because um, that could just be the, uh, the, the carrot, right? Um, so make sure you figure out what's behind the scenes, what's the details in the contract, because that could be worth a lot more than the upfront money. Big facts. That and representation, right? Mm. Like, like you know, Dave Chappelle alluded to the fact that him signing that deal, he was surrounded with attorneys and lawyers who he thought were for him. Mm. But a lot of people tend to forget the angle that these attorneys and these lawyers that are putting these deals together and these business managers, they're more than likely going to do more business with Comedy Central. Mm. So their interests are more in line with them than their clients in a lot of the cases, right? Because this client's going to come and go. They're not even inclined to break it down to you, for real, for real. Why not? I mean, listen, a manager or an attorney gets a a nice percentage of every deal Mm. that's cut. If I know what institution is here and it's solid and it's not going anywhere, it is in my interest as, as, you know, the attorney to lean on that side because I could bring more people through the door, Mm -hmm. you know? So having the right representation, we kind of talk about that a lot uh, here, just being ready with the right team, you know? And I'm sure any business, any successful business, I'm sure, as you know, has to have that team around it to take it to that next level and to watch out and watch those angles that you might not be too familiar with. That's right. Um, And I just think that, you know, Dave Chappelle's example is a prime and keen example for all our listeners and all you guys that do follow the famous average to, you know, take that and and run with it. Take heed of that and run with it. Um, Next thing happened this week. Trump says he wants an American to get two thousand dollars each instead of six hundred dollars for a stimulus check. Yeah. I ain't actually mad at that. <laughs> Yo, man, I was so surprised. He he, he dropped this uh, last night on Twitter, man, pre-recorded. He just came through with a whole production and basically just laid it on Congress and said, look, he's not signing shit until America, Americans basically get more out of the stimulus package than what they're offering now. On the downside of it, there's a lot of Americans right now who are hungry and could use the 600, but he's, you know, he's taking that and he's kind of politicizing it. for a week. You know, Talk to him. Wait, so, wait, 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 a- a- Adam, what's the, what's the details? A- Adam, bust it down for us. Adam read the whole bill, man. <laughs> yeah, hold, hold it down because I, I don't know any details on this. What's the details? So, he did say he wanted to increase it to $2,000, but at the end of the video, he also said, well, in return to cut other spending or other spending in other places. Mm. Yeah. So, like, um, there was a lot of international aid that would that was yeah not even not even stuff like that but like um um 
what's it called for the mortgage rate or forbearance one yeah the forbearance for the um landlords for um eviction no. eviction moratorium yeah wow. eviction moratorium like there's a whole bunch of stuff in that bill that was it wasn't just it was a spending bill it wasn't like yeah. a, stimu- a bill specifically that stimulate the economy now if he wants to do a separate bill just for $2000 that'd be great but he's not ah, calling for that. So the difference no. is in the details, man. They exactly. The devil's always in the details, ah. man. And which, he, he, which look how well the Republican propaganda works to where now everyone's saying, oh, wow, Congress isn't giving us $2,000, but Trump will. Well, not really, but. Well, even at, at the end of the speech, he politicized the OD and basically said, look, you know. He also says it's not Americans' fault. It's China's fault. Yeah, definitely. Always blaming China. China. Always blame China. China. <laughs> <laughs> always bl- always blame China. But at the end of the speech, he basically he basically says, look, if I'm here, I can if you guys you basically if this whole election f- scheme and fraud thing works oh, and he wow, sticks around, he can play. guarantee that's that he will get play, us man. the American people an extra two thousand an extra uh, you know two thousand dollars on the stimulus package. He playing chess. Um, he, uh, you know, I think a little that, chi- that, maybe Chinese checkers. That was that was a, that's a hail that's a hail mary. It is. I like it is. that. I like it that is. move. <laughs> I respect it. Let me say that I respect it. I think that's the better word, yo. I respect it. Uh, PayPal officially waived fees for. Um, People that are cashing the stimulus checks, why were they charging people, yo? That's that's because they charge everything. You know, come on, man. Is, they PayPal, come on, bro. Come on, chill. chill. <laughs> Ronnie, you watch ball? A little something. A little something, son. I try not to watch much TV. I ain't gonna hold you, man. I, I don't have cable. See, yeah. Got just the internet. But that fire stick works wonders, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, let me, let me tell you, man. I, come on. <laughs> yeah, but NBA basketball, LeBron James. Uh, you know, more than an athlete, of course. But shout out to the four-time champion. Oh, man. Listen, LeBron on and on man. and off the court, man. Uh, his foundation is set to launch something called House 330. Uh, What's that about? It's basically a um, a space that they're building out where they'll focus on job training and financial oh literacy for the people of Cleveland, the people of Ohio. This guy is out it of just, this world, it man. It doesn't stop, yo. Like, I don't, I don't know about y'all, but I don't understand how anyone could not like or love LeBron James. Like, he's just too much on and off the court. Like, Carl, goat. There was a point in my life. Goat. I was a LeBron James hater. I don't understand. You are looking at a former, I don't Le, a refined LeBron James hater. Mm. And I woke up one morning and I looked in the mirror and I said, I cannot lie to myself mm. over and over again. Mm. LeBron James mm. is a monster. LeBron James is a beast. I'm, I'm glad you came to your senses, oh, come on, my brother. You, Thank you. you. you know, come on. Reality's reality at the end, <laughs> the, at the end of the day. Uh, you know, so shout out to LeBron for continuing, you know, the greatness, right? Uh, another powerful black brother uh, making moves this week, Tyler Perry. Um, he, donated, he donated $100,000 to Kenneth Walker's defense fund. Uh, that's the boyfriend of Breonna Taylor, for uh, those of you who didn't know. Wow, Because uh, he's still, he's still fighting him? for his freedom. Mm. I mean, it, 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 it's crazy. It, it's crazy. So, Tyler Perry. In the face, man. Yeah, yeah. Tyler Perry, shout out to him. Uh, shout out to him for, you know. Oh, speaking of people donating, um, shout out to uh, Lil Baby. Yeah, what Lil Baby do this week? Lil Baby paid for the birthday party yeah. of uh, George Floyd. Floyd's daughter. Shout out to that. Yeah, yo. man. Just decked out the whole oh. crib. It was it was absolutely amazing. Um, they had like, they had balloons everywhere. They had, uh, of course, he was there to perform. Gave them all clothing. There's a whole bunch of different things, man. So shout out to uh, Lil Baby yo, too, man. It's the little things, man. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's the little yeah. things, man. That could be his that could be his slogan. It's the little things, little baby. Hey, that's good, yo.
Rowdy Rebel. Mm, GS9. Free Rowdy. Rowdy is free. Free Bobby. Were you, Yo, were you around for that era, that movement? Do you was remember, I around do you for remember, that era? Do you, you remember? The energy? I'm still looking for Bobby Smurder's <laughs> hat right now. I don't know where it is, but free, uh, free, free Bobby. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we got some positivity at the end of 2020. Yeah, uh, man. And Roddy Rebel, so shout them. Man. Yeah, Roddy Rebel uh, coming home. I mean, the reception has been great. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope he gets showered with opportunity, and it's a really, really good, uh, you know, time to see of all these people that are talking about this culture, the no snitch culture, and the representing culture. It's time for them to step up. It's time. Yeah, for, yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. see everybody step up now and really bless this man with as much opportunity as possible and to hold him as an example. They deserve like, hey, it, look, man. They deserve you know? it, man. You know, you know, he wasn't, he's supposed to get an extra five years. Yeah. 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 Do you know yeah. the story behind that? Yeah, man. Yeah. Go ahead. Go, go, get into it so for our listeners. I think, I think the total was supposed to be 14 years, right? So the uh, uh, Bobby Smurda could have gotten out in two years if he let um, Roddy take the extra five. Mm-hmm. So whatever way they sliced it, they had to split up 14 years between the two of them. He cut a deal with the district attorney's office to not testify against Roddy Rebel mm. in order to get to reduce Roddy Rebel's time and increase his time. Yeah, He's yeah, still yeah. in jail mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And Roddy Rebel is home. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Loyalty like that, is, right. you, you don't see it. I haven't seen that in a very long time. Oh, my man, goodness, so. man. Especially in, in this era and what we're dealing with right now, bro. Um, last and not least, coming to America, too. Mm. You already got it going on right now. Yeah. You know, yeah, you yeah, look yeah, like, yeah. He, you know, he just came in. That's it. That's it. Man. You know, from Africa. So the one, of, one of the greatest movies of all time. Oh my goodness. Is shooting a sequel. I'm I'm a little nervous. I ain't gonna hold you, man, because I'm like, with, with when movies are that big in the box office or that big in the culture, yeah. I I get nervous about the sequel because I'm like, man, there's so much pressure. Same, yo. On the sequel. Like, are you gonna make it corny and just diminish the brand? Or are you gonna really take this thing to the next level? So I'm I don't know. I'm excited and I'm nervous at the same time. So I got faith in Eddie, man. Yeah. I mean, Eddie dropped that uh that one Netflix movie where he portrayed the life of um Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the life of a black black exploitation film director. Uh, one of the first ones. And it, it wasn't bad, yo. Mm-hmm. And Eddie Murphy, to me, is like top five, you know, comedian. Dead or alive, period. yeah, absolutely, you know? absolutely. Um, you can go back and watch Raw tonight. Raw is fine. It was Dolomite that you were talking that? about. Dolomite is a Netflix movie. Yeah, Dolomite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dolomite is my name. And it, he had it, yo. In that it movie, was, he really held it down. He surprised me. So I'm hoping with this coming to America, too, it hits. Um, he sold it off to Amazon, yo. Did he? Yeah, man. Amazon so that's right off to Amazon, yo. I wow. just gonna be live on Prime, yo. Wow. When it comes out. Ain't that I mean, crazy? nobody's going into the theaters no more. Did y'all yeah, hear no. about the plot? What's that? So the plot. Do I want to know? Is no, it, it's spoiler. in the trailers. Go watch it. Spoiler alert. If you don't want to know, you don't want to know. So I'm not really too hyped, but I'm excited <laughs> to see Eddie and Arsenio and everybody come back. Um, I know me and my dad are probably gonna watch that together. That's dope. Yeah, no, we. What is that? Velvet all day long. That's me and him. What is this? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, the plot is supposed to be he. You know, while he was selling those royal oats, he got he had a baby, and he's coming back to find his child. Like his dad tells him, he had a child in America. And he's coming back. And I'm just like, why did they have to get that messy? I I wanted to see something. I don't want him to have to go back for his kid. That just you know, it's another. Uh, what is this movie? It's another. Um. 
Black Panther, you know, left my son over here somewhere Damn. out here in these streets. Dang, you think, you think something deeper's going on, man? It's a deeper, darker. You think the writers in Hollywood got something going on, man? I don't like it. That's you know? interesting. That's why? interesting. What's going on? Why it got to be a disfran- disenfranchised, you know, black father, father not here? <sighs> That's what, I'm talking, that's what I'm talking about. I would I would rather have seen something else, but I'm excited because I know it's gonna be funny. I know they just they're just getting sharper and sharper. Yeah, I have full confidence in, in Eddie Murphy, and Eddie Murphy's gonna hold it down. Are they are they putting on any new young um comedians or is like Eddie pr- playing like ten roles again? Like how how's that? I, I think Eddie's still movie? gonna play ten roles. That's oh, a good question. I mean, I, I hope man, that they yeah. do put some people on. I think yeah. they should. I mm-hmm. think in this day and age, if you're not really kind of reaching out to that new audience. You're really not going to be that, you know, as successful as you can be. Uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing maybe some Instagram stars in there or some some familiar faces, some young, yeah, fresh yeah, faces, yeah. you know, out there. But um, I, I do want the reminder of what Eddie can do, man, because because he's he's one of the greatest of all time. And, you know, sometimes as, as we move on to newer comedians and, and of course, Instagram comedy and, you know, social media and things like that, you tend to forget about the originators, the OGs and the trailblazers. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he could do in this one. So I'm nervous, but I'm excited. Cool. All right, girl. We are getting into you now. All right. So. Thank you for coming down to come check it, check us hey, out man. here. This is this is fun, man. It's my pleasure. And tell us about you, your journey, <clears throat> your story. Who's Carl Michelle? Mm, yeah. So once again, Sakpase to all my Haitians, man. Born in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Okay. Yeah, raised go. in Stanford, Connecticut, man. Grew up on Custer Street, and there's a lot of Haitian okay. brothers on Custer Street, oh, so yeah. sh- I shout to them, man. <laughs> we run deep. I don't even know how we end- all ended up in Stanford, but yeah. it was a, it's, it's Yo, a strong... Yo, you know us Haitians, man. It's a strong Haitian we hear population. one good thing... We all coming migrate. through. We all coming through, <laughs> yo. It is what it is. So, um, grew up in Stanford my whole life, man. A different part, bounced around different parts of town. But how um, old were you when you came? When you got here, I was three. Oh wow! Came here when I was three. It was uh, it was March 26, nineteen eighty nine. Wow! Right, I remember that uh, that day. And um, grew up grew up in uh, in Stanford. Um, I, I went to HBCU, Morgan State University. Mm-hmm. So shout out to all the HBCUs. Pledge the greatest fraternity of all time, Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Corporate. Salute to the noobs. Mm. And um, I learned. I, I went to school for business, but they taught me how to work for somebody else the rest of my life. That's not what I wanted to do. How far into school did you realize that that's what they were doing to you? Um, the crazy thing about college, and again, I'm not knocking college, um, but I understand the setup. Your first two years of college, you don't even take your no. your major courses. They're just milking money out of you. So you're doing the generic stuff. It's like high school 2.0, right? You're taking chemistry. If you're not a chemistry major, why are you taking chemistry? If you're not trying to study to be a doctor or biologist or, or, or researcher, like why are we taking these classes that have nothing to do with my major? My major is business. I didn't take a business course until my third year at Morgan. Crazy. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. No, go man. into it. Go into um, it. I didn't take any business courses. And then three years in, I'm like, yo, I'm learning management. I'm learning how to hire. I'm learning how to fire, which is cool. But when do I learn how to own? When do I learn how to operate? When I when do I learn how to expand? When do I learn about stocks and bonds? When do I learn about taxes? When do I learn about accounting? Like what when are we doing this part of it? And I was waiting for a very long time. <laughs> 
So you graduate. I had to I had to take the entrepreneurship courses to get those, but um I was learning from teachers that never owned businesses. Ain't that crazy? <laughs> so uh, most of my business um, acumen came from me joining a network marketing company. Mm. It was called uh, Prepaid Legal at the time. They changed the name to Legal Shield, but I, it was very difficult. I was selling legal plans to college students. So this is while you were in college, you got in involved college. in network marketing. So I got so good studying the greats. I had a great mentor. It's the first time. I saw a young black multimillionaire who wanted to mentor me. Mm. His name was Mr. Darnell Self. He's really, really dope. You should look him up. So Mr. Darnell Self was the first time I saw a black man who was a millionaire, never sold drugs, never played ball, and he wasn't a rapper. Let me stop you right there. Just, <laughs> just, just Because we say this all the time, right? And you're saying yeah. it in, in a celebratory fashion because it is. But the older I get, the more I realize how sad that is mm -hmm. for us, right? Mm -hmm. Even me, mm -hmm. you know, how old, so you were probably, what, 20? Yeah, that's when exactly you, how old when, I was. When you, when you, for, when when you first him, yep. seen that, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, when I first seen that, I was maybe early 20s as well. Yeah. So we spent a whole, all of our formative years. A couple of decades, yeah. All of, yeah, yeah. Uh, all of the formative experiences and probably the most times that the most impressionable moments of our lives, mm -hmm. never seeing an image. Yep. Of, of success, like success, real success. That wasn't like, ball. That wasn't a basketball player mm -hmm. or a, a hip hop artist or something that has to do with entertainment. So yeah, you know what? And because of that, for for all of my all of for those two decades, from zero to twenty, I realize now I was a follower. Mm. I was a follower because when I was in the hood, my dad worked really really hard. So salute to him. He taught me work ethic, taught me how to love, taught mm -hmm. me how to be a provider for my family. But we were in the hood still really, 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 really broke at the end of the day. We had just enough. And I look on the corner. I saw the dope boy. He had the cars, the clothes, the money, the this girls. the street, man. <laughs> I said, that's success. I need that. And I became a follower. I started to gravitate to those dudes. So, you know, looking back, I wasn't doing my homework. Not because I wasn't smart. I was a brilliant young kid. But I wanted to fit in. I was I was purposely getting in trouble to to act hard or just all these things because I wanted to fit in and I realized when I got my mentor for the first time I wasn't born to fit in I was born to stand out and um, that's when I started to really evolve I started to read for pleasure not because my teacher assigned mm -hmm. it you know so reading personal development books I started reading books like The Compound Effect Think and Grow Rich Ooh, that book changed um, my life yeah man. there's so many different there's so many different books that I read. I was like, wow, these are great books. Um, so I started reading for my pleasure. Even if it's something as, as small as 10 pages a day, if you read 10 pages a day for the whole year, you've read 3,650 pages when the average person read zero. I had to learn that from my mentor. You know, I learned how millionaires spent money and invested money. You know, I always wanted to... Um, I thought at one point when I graduated college that I wanted to buy, uh, I was going to buy a Mercedes. Mm -hmm. My mentor said, Carl, don't do that. I said, why not? Like, I want to spoil myself. I deserve it. He said, Carl, sometimes the things we buy to make ourselves look rich are the same things that are keeping us poor. Talk to him. I ain't buy the Benz. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, 
everything that um, everything that I learned from him, I applied. I learned how to present. I learned how to recruit. I learned all these things, and that's what kind of molded me and shaped me into the man that I am today. Basically, business school all over again. Business crash school course. all over again. And, crash and, course, yeah. And this happened after you graduated. Yeah, right, 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 wow. right, right. So it happened like while I was in school and after I graduated. I graduated as the youngest executive director in that company in the state of Maryland. Okay. That's why they call me the young executive. Let's go. You feel me? So um, uh, fast forward, everyone started recognizing me as the motivational guy. I got this I got this gift um, for Secret Santa, and I used that as the blueprint to create my book. It was a daily motivational quote book. Okay. But, you know, they were quoting people like Henry Thoreau, William Shakespeare, and John F. Kennedy, which are dope people. But I needed something for my generation. That's when I came up with 365 Hip Hop. So I'm quoting Jay-Z, Beyonce, Drake, Kendrick, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, Future, and all these people. So it uh, it ended up being uh, uh, just an international success. Um, bestseller. Oh, there we go. Right yeah, got to plug, plug the book. Are y'all, y'all seeing this? Uh, you know, I don't leave home without it. <laughs> so 365 Hip Hop, Daily Motivational Quotes, number one international bestseller. It hit number one in three categories in America, in Canada, in London, and Japan. You know what I'm saying? So, That's crazy. That's so. There, I didn't know there was such a big market for rap and hip hop in Japan. Like oh, that's yeah. just out of this world. Yeah. Yo, it to me, it's like how come <clears throat> the beauty in it that I see because my business mind just starts churning immediately. It's just how ahead of the curve kind of you were with this because we don't see this. Mm. You know, I, I've never, yeah, yeah, I've never yeah, yeah. heard of. Uh, a book where they you're grabbing hip hop quotes right. and basically uh, uh, right, right, serving right. it and presenting it to our people. Yeah, that's a um, fact, man. What got you to the point where you felt like you can write a book? Because I'm sure going through business school, being in the, uh, the industry you were in, um, I'm sure there were a lot of authors. But did you ever see yourself as an author? What, never, what, never. What what shifted in Listen, your brain man, where you say, I'm, you know what? I, I think I could write a book. I've never even kept a journal longer than a month. Mm. I, I wasn't a, a, a big avid reader at the time. I, I just, this wasn't me, you know? I, although I love the results that I got from reading, I was never really an avid reader. I had to force myself to read because I loved the, how it made me feel and the res, results that I got from it. Because I got that gift um, from my job at Secret Santa, it was, it was a daily book of positive quotations. I was reading through it. And as I was reading through it, not only was I being motivated, but I was being inspired. Mm. I was like, I'm flipping through this little book. I was like, yo, I, I think I could do this. I'm going I'm to write a quote book. And then, you know, this girl that I was dating at the time, she's like, what's going to make your book different than the ones that are already on the market? I was like, it's coming from me, you know. <laughs> but, um, but really the, the need, I realized that the need came from um, listening to music and realizing that every song on the radio had the same message. Sex, drugs, money, violence. Mm. Same message, different beat. So I wanted to highlight the positive things my favorite rappers and R&B singers have said because I know these are good people despite the fact that they might be dealing with like some raunchy content or, you know, dealing with the street aspect of their lives as opposed to the personal aspect of their lives. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So I wanted to highlight the positive things that they said. And, and Jay-Z said a lot of dope things, but he said... Um, he said, uh, if skills sold, truth be told, I'll probably be lyrically a Talib Kweli. Yeah, yeah. Truthfully, I want to rhyme like common sense, but I did five mil. I ain't been rhyming like common, common sense. sense. Okay. Right? 
So basically what he was saying is if consciousness was making me a lot of money, that's the route that I would go. But because y'all want to hear me talk about sex, drugs, money, and violence, that's what I'm going to talk about because it makes me money. You understand? Mm -hmm. But he had to get to the point where he made enough money that he can start talking about the things that he really wanted to talk about, which is building a black family, black economics, and just building up his uh, culture and his people. You feel me? So now that's the content that he raps about. Correct. He always wanted to do it. But he knew what was sell. You feel me? So I wanted to make sure I highlighted the positive things that these people have said. Yeah, especially like in our era growing up, you hit it right on the nail where you were like, especially growing up, growing up Haitian household, mm-hmm. you know, rap oh, was man. not rap was, it was not banned. it. It, it was, was banned. rap was not it, man. I could if you're not even up listen to it. Haitian we call it the three L's, man. L'école, la caille, l'église. That's it. L'école is school. La caille is home. Legalese is church. That's Your it. life revolves That's around those, those three, three things. And imagine, especially in the 90s, you know, because I, I, we, we were around the same age. Growing up in the 90s, that's all hip-hop was. was. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, all yeah, they were yeah, doing yeah, yeah. in Congress, would, they'd have hearings about hip-hop. Yep, yep, the parental yep, yep. sticker came up in our era. Yeah, we've seen, we seen it all, man. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. all banned music, uh, rappers going to jail, the Biggie and, and, and Tupac beef. It was, you know, yeah, frowned upon. Hip-hop. So, so the crazy thing is, man, I didn't get the idea for this book until I grew a closer relationship with God. Mm. You know, uh, just to make a long story short, I, I, um, I stopped drinking for one whole year for 365 days. Okay. My reward for my obedience was the idea for this book. Mm. And, um, you know, that's one of the reasons I call it 365 hip hop. You know, of course, is every day is a different quote. But it also represents the sacrifice that I had to make before I got the idea, mm. right? Um, I really feel like God gave me the the uh, the idea for the book, even though it's quote unquote secular music. Mm-hmm. And the point of all that is that you can learn from anybody. It's not about necessarily the messenger; it's about the message. If um, if um, Beyonce, for example, is saying something great, like you can pay attention to that message. I've had ch- church folks tell me that, oh, I ain't supporting the book because you t- you quoting rappers. And I'm like, yo, you, you've been to, to school with professors and teachers who had different beliefs than you. Mm-hmm. You ain't say I ain't going to math class because mm-hmm. my teacher's Jewish mm-hmm. or my um, or my professor's gay. You ain't say that. You can learn from anybody. Correct. Right. So. Just because you might not like the music as a whole, you can't deny the message. You feel me? And hip hop is not just a genre of music anymore. That's the whole culture. It is the culture. You can't even you can't escape it. No matter it, what you do, it is the culture. I like I ne- <laughs> the culture is so strong. Yeah. Like my parents are super religious, right? Yeah. I never thought there'd be a day where my parents would know hip hop artists, really? and like, like recognize wow. who they are. You wow. know, my parents are in their sixties, yeah. and and that just shows you, you know, kind of how powerful it is, uh-huh. right? That's a fact. And so, so to see you kind of take it and. I don't want to. Say, don't, I think weaponize it for good, mm, right? Yeah. And to kind of try to change that perspective for that next generation of you know, especially you know, people yeah. that grew up like us. That's and and that's all I all I reach now is the younger generation. Oh, I, I reach a lot of adults, but primarily I focus on the younger generation, and they love it when I come to their schools and speak their languages. Mm. Yo, I'm not. No disrespect again to the the greatest writers 
that were recognized anyways. Um, William Shakespeare and Henry Thoreau and all these great people, Plato and Socrates. But these kids want to hear what Wale got to say, what Drake got to say, what Meek and Kendrick and, and Cardi and Nipsey got to say. And I'm speaking their language. Yeah. Those are the people that are that got the pulse of the culture. And that's who I quote, you know, so. How do you deal with the music changing so fast? Right. Because what year did this book come out? It actually came out. Um, it's the five year anniversary. Wow. So it, it came out the last couple of days. It came out December 28th, 2015, one o'clock in the afternoon. By seven o'clock that evening, it was number one in the country. Talk to him. Yeah. So talk it, to him. This is a, it's my five year anniversary. Talk to him. Clap it up for the five year hey, anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Five year anniversary. Yes. The question I have for you, like, as we know, hip hop changes so right, right, quickly. Right. Uh huh. Right. How do you deal with like this newer generation who I'm sure may it's, not recognize some of the artists that you might even have or quotes that you have? You know, in it's the book, hard yo. to keep up, man. When I first started, uh, when I first became a motivational speaker, I would ask kids who their favorite rappers are, and they'd be like, "Oh, Nas, Tupac, Biggie." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I know about them." But now I go and I'm like, hey, who's your favorite rapper? They were like, Little Popcorn. I'm like, who is, who, who are you talking about? Uh, is this some new, who is that? You know, they name all these people. And I'm like, yo, who? And, but I let them put me on. Word. You know, um, one, of, one of the things that, you know, is a, is a grave mistake is when you're a teacher, you stop being a student. That is a very, 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 very common so mistake. me, th- these kids that introduced me to Pop Smoke. I didn't know who Pop Smoke was, hey, you know, me. and then it was like, yeah, because I showed them, I show them when I go to do my presentations, I'm a visual person. So I show them pictures when I was rolling with dudes in gangs. Wow. And I show them pictures when I'm rolling with dudes in my Bible study class. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it was like, yo, you was down with the Wu. I'm like, who? Wu-Tang? They was like, no. <laughs> I didn't know who they were talking That's about. Funny. They was like, they were talking about, they were referring to Pop Smoke. And I was like, I don't know who that is. You know, there's like, yo, no pop smoke. And it like, so I'm very, very, very open to listening to um, their voices. Yeah, I, I think you have to be right. You you alluded to it when you said that a lot of teachers uh, stop being students. Mm, right. Right. Right, and right, 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 right. That always limits the growth, man. Right. I mean, right, right, how right. are you going to make a, a 365 hip hop volume two oh, if yeah. you're not listening to, you know, the. The younger generation that you're speaking to. How'd you know that was to? coming out? How'd you oh, know? come on. It got to. How'd you man. know, There's man. no question. You, 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 you can't go number one in those countries and yeah, not hit me yeah, with, a, yeah, yeah. With, a, with a volume two. It's you know actually I mean? going to be called the remix. Let's go. So we're going to remix it. Somebody, somebody get Puff on the line, man. <laughs> Can somebody please get Puff on the line? We're going to remix it, man. You know? Yeah. So you kind of alluded to, you know, these two worlds kind of like right. you're in. Talk to me about how that clashes together. Because it, 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 again... Bible study, hip hop motivation, pop smoke. It's hard for me to see that, you know, kind of it was coming it, together. It was very difficult. And, um, you know, to someone who's not deeply rooted in their faith, it can still be very difficult, mm. you know, because I could listen to the music and I'm like, damn, I want to have sex right now. I could listen to the music and damn, I want to smoke and drink and do all these things. But um, I like to say you got to. Um, there's a there's a saying that says you got to eat the meat and spit out the bones. Mm-hmm. You take in what's good for you and you spit out what's not, right? I could be in a party, jam-packed, 
listening to music, vibing out, even chilling at the bar. It doesn't matter. But someone can say something on a record. I'm like, ooh, that's a good quote, you know, and no one else can catch that but me. You know, like I've just I've just learned to decipher the, the, the I've just learned to find God in everything. Mm. I've learned to find inspiration in everything. I've learned to find love and light in everything. You know, so I'm seeking out great energy. I'm seeking out great words of, of, of affirmations and inspiration. So when a rapper could be talking about, again, sex, drugs, money and violence. But if he says, I made it from the bottom and I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, that's dope. Yep. You know, like I caught that, you know, or, or just just anything that is of inspiration. I can throw out everything else you just said and pay attention. Like, oh, that was a good line. That was a good bar. Yo, I, I think it's a lot about the frequency you're in and tapped into, mm, you know, mm, like yeah. it, it, you're going to attract what you mm -hmm. think, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And you're in what you think is going to come from what you water your mind with and word, water your brain word, with. Word. So, you know, from us sitting down here, I, what you're saying, I, I've already peeped from the moment, you know, you introduced yourself to me, you know, mm -hmm. positivity positive the, the positive vibe the, word, the word, looking word. for the, the silver lining yes. kind of in, in everything and i think it's really important to have people like you and have people like you in front of younger kids so that they can see the, the same way you saw the example of your mentor the multi-millionaire mm -hmm. at, at the young age is the same way like these kids they need to see somebody that can right. go to bible study right right, right and right. still listen to hip-hop right 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 and come from the same background mm -hmm. in, in, th th uh, that they come from or even even more rough background that they come from mm -hmm. and still be able to walk that line of positivity and that line of, you know, look, everything around you could be messed up. All the lyrics in this whole song could be bad or, or messed up. Mm -hmm. But this one line right here, we could take that out and mm -hmm. make something out of it. Mm, that's you it. I mean? That's it. Yeah. So, um, you know, with that being said, into, into keep it going with positive affirmations, we like to end the show with a gem. Let's do it. Every single time, every, every end of every show, we have a gem. Yeah. And if you would like to bless our audience with it, we'd love to hear it. It could be a quote from your book. It could be your, something from your own positive experience. Feel free to let us know, Carl. How much time do I have? As much as you need. You know, I'm a speaker, so... As much as you need. As much as you need. As much as you need. Listen, man. Um, so just to share something private with y'all um, that I, I, I haven't shared on a public platform. Um, de uh, not December. Um, October 31st. 3.30 in the morning, I got into a very bad car accident. Oh, damn. Um, on the Merritt Parkway, uh, this guy hit a deer and just literally parked his car on the express lane. Um, so I ran into him, and, you know, the car, both cars were just totaled. We spun out and all this stuff. I had to crawl out of the car to safety. It was bad. Um, two months ago? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was less than two months ago, yeah. I almost lost my life, but thank God I didn't. I could have been paralyzed. I could have, the other person could have died. Anything could have happened. <clears throat> God spared my life. He spared their lives. And he allowed me what I call a second chance. So I'm living in my extended life right now. Wow. So the, what I want to leave y'all with is be intentional. It was 50 Cent who said, I got a lot of living to do before I die, and I ain't got time to waste. I want you to be intentional. There's too many times we waste our time. You're spending time, energy, and resources on people who you shouldn't be connected with any longer, in relationships that no longer serve you, in jobs that are, are not evolving you 
You're, you're not living to your highest potential in business, in life, in your relationships, in really anything that you do because you're not being intentional. Who promised you tomorrow? I got a lot of living to do before I die, and I ain't got time to waste. Man, it's like, get the choir. Come on in, man. <laughs> Carl, man. Real words, man. Mm. Real words. Mm. And in, in the way, you know, in, in your way and in your fashion. Straight, straight out of the hip-hop, you know. Of course, yeah. Daily motivational yeah, quotes, man. man. Um, before we get out of here, we just want to do one come up of the week. Come up of the week is going for Nick King. Nick King. Shout out to you. Straight out of Connecticut. He created the first black-owned, well, not the first black-owned, but a black-owned cereal brand called Proud Puffs. Um, he That's used social dope. media to crowdfund the production of chocolate-favorite cereal, uh, and it's formed in the shape of a fist. Um, he's from Darien, Whoa. Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, interesting, right? Whoa. Where, where can we get this thing at? Nick, yo. Uh, you actually go on his website. I mean, you, got you, you can go on his website. Uh, I'll bring it up here for you. I need to get some Proud Puff cereal. Proud Puff cereal, man. We got to get you here on the podcast, um, hopefully in the upcoming weeks. But shout out to you. You are the come up of the week. You can go to proudpuffcereal.com uh, and oh, check them out. So, Nick, fire. you are the come up of the week. You are famously average. Um, Carl, thank you for coming out and, and, checking, and checking us I out here at the Famously King, Average. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having oh, yeah. me. It feels good to be home, too, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where, where, where were you at? I'm in CT. What no, you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting love from other places. Oh. People, you know how it go. Everybody shows love out yeah, of state. Man. But CT is home, man. So whenever yeah, I could do something in home, I'm, I'm with it, man. Listen, we got to make a habit of that. Thank you for coming out. Uh, you guys you already know what to do. Like, subscribe. We're on all your major audio platforms, Spotify, iHeartMedia. Uh, check us out on the YouTube, The Famously Average Podcast. Um, Good looking, Carl, man. Yo, anytime, family. Thanks for having me, bro. This is dope. All right, peace. <laughs>